0: Views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full service auto care with a higher level of care with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville online too at country TireOnline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA talk show of the year Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
1: It is Thursday, the 25th, and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building, I'm Jordan Eiswarner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavale. Good morning, Marsha.
2: Good morning, Jordan. How are you doing? I'm doing
1: all right. How are you doing this morning? All right. It's nice out.
2: Beautiful out. It is Can't nice complain. Out.
1: Yeah, today it's supposed to be, I mean, almost the quintessential spring day. Quintessential spring day. A high of 69, mm. light winds, sunny wow, skies. Seriously? Yeah.
2: Good field day weather. 60 degrees right? at noon.
1: I mean, sounds great to me.
2: Yeah. Can you imagine if you're a kid, like, because Berkeley County schools, they have a half day tomorrow, mm-hmm. then it's, school's out for summer, right? Mm-hmm. and uh, we And we felt a little of that energy at Rosemont when we were there yeah. the other day. But kid, you know, <laughs> they you ready. Put yourself in the position of a second grader or a fifth grader or a, an 11th grader. Right, right. You know?
1: They, uh, they were definitely ready. I asked them, how many days you got left? And then they all screamed at the same time in unison, <laughs> what, well, like two days or whatever it was, like three days. Oh, this was always a fun time. I remember, because my uh, nephew, he just had his um field day last mm-hmm. week. And then they went to Sky Zone. They did all kinds of cool stuff. What? Yeah, tell me. They apparently had the Sky Zone rented out. It was just the school there. Like, wow. How cool is that? But our, our uh I remember the field day we had in elementary school um, at Bester was Awesome. There was like a 3 football field wide um okay. It's like a 3 football field wide uh, big grass area where they were just filled up with like all kinds of stuff and like water balloons. Did you get water did balloons i remember do- there being a, a like a right when the inflatable like bounce houses were getting big <laughs> or like coming around I had one of those there. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. We're just I mean,
2: getting out of class so for the playing
1: day. Kickball. Oh, being yeah.
2: outside all day just is oh, yeah. that's but just it's exhausting. For the teachers.
1: Oh, I can only imagine. A couple of those teachers uh, at Rosemont, they definitely looked like they were uh, certainly ready for the end of the school year. That is for sure. But it seems like our first guest is joining us in studio. It's Miss Jefferson County. Hello. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> yeah, say so she's just getting in uh, into the building. So it, you know how it is with traffic around here, Marsha. We talk about oh. it all the time. Traffic is crazy, crazy. And uh, if you're coming from Jefferson County this time of day... Uh, You're definitely driving in to the traffic. So, uh, Sabrina, Harrison, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing
1: just fine. Thanks for joining us. So, (laughs) other than I'm sure your crazy morning this morning, how has this whole process been with Miss Jefferson County and, of course, the Miss West Virginia pageant, which is coming up here in, uh, what, three weeks? Yes, it's going to
3: be June 22nd through the 24th. So, you excited? Yes, I am. I'm very excited. (laughs) Yeah, the experience has been really great so far. Um, I just got back home about a week ago um i've been in new york this whole time with school so just channeling both of those have been a lot difficult um just because i'm here and everything or i'm in new york and everything is here so it's really Mm -hmm. hard with communication sometimes but i just stay on my phone and try to get back to as many people as i can um with school just having dance really long hours of the day Mm -hmm. um so that was really good that once that's what that's what Oh, my goodness. Once that was over, I could finally come home and just be able to see everyone in person and be able to attend meetings and really get the last minute things that I needed done Mm -hmm. and just be in the moment with everyone here instead of being so far away because it was really hard with communication. But a lot of things are easier now just because I'm back home and can see everyone and can see all the girls and just do appearances around Martinsburg and Jefferson County.
2: So talk about school. What, where are you going? What are you studying?
3: Yeah, I go to the Joffrey Ballet School in New York City. So that's a lot of fun. Mm. I was there. This is my third year going on my third year now. I entered there when the pandemic hit and I study dance there. And I also do criminology as well because with our school, you can partner with New Jersey City University and we can get our academic classes there too. Oh, so nice. it's really great that we can get the two-in-one there. Um, I do all styles of dance, ballet, jazz, tap, Modern lyrical I do everything there and I also have a lot of audition opportunities there too so just being in New York and being in such a big city with so many opportunities I get to audition and really just get my feel of what it's like
1: well what was it like going to New York City for school for the first time I mean getting into what one of the biggest cities in the world everything's there in front of you at any given time did it take a while to you know get that bite out of the Big Apple and then now it's kind of the world is your oyster at this point
3: Oh, for sure. I remember thinking about this and saying that I've always been to New York. I would go there a lot for competitions with my studio at home, but it was different for me just going there for a week and then coming back home compared to actually living there. Right. And I say this to everyone that it's very trial and error for me. I wouldn't necessarily say I went in there thinking that I had it just because I had been there previously, but I really just tested out the things that I could do. And if it failed, you know, try a different option and try again. Um, It was very different using the subway (laughs) as my main um, Uh source of transportation rather than driving in a car, especially since I drove here so Mm -hmm. it's different kind of not having that car opportunity but definitely don't have a car if you're in new york i would suggest use the buses use the subway use the trains don't even worry about it it's too expensive there anyway um but yeah every day was just a trial and error and just seeing the things that worked for me and the things that didn't work for me and i'm still doing that now but i'm definitely a lot better at it
1: so what's your favorite part of city
3: i would say in manhattan i would say where Times Square. Yeah. It is a very touristy place. I do sometimes hate it <laughs> just because it's very touristy. So many people, yeah. Yes, and just because I have lived there now, um oh, I get, why, local. people, Locals yeah. I get oh, why people only now. I get why people used to not there. like it. But I still love it just because of everything that's around there, all the stores and just the people that you can run into. Oh, yeah.
2: So uh, we're we're speaking with uh, Sabrina Harrison. She is uh, Miss Jefferson County. So talk about where you came from. We we're talking about where you are now and, and and that. But talk about your home studio. You know all your uh, friends that you grew up with, all that, and, it, and
3: where you you know were, you know, what built you. Yes. Yeah, so I went to Martinsburg High School. Okay. Yes, um I'm around this area and I was at the Terry Joe's dance studio. I've been dancing there for so long. I've been dancing there since I was three years old until oh, I graduated. Wow. Yes. Um, loved it there. I have made so many friends that I still talk to today there. Um, love Miss Terry Joe and everything she's taught me. Um, and all of the teachers there, they have really built me into who I am today and are a big reason for why I even took the leap of faith to go to the Joffrey Ballet School. Um, I also went to West Virginia University before I transferred to go to Joffrey. I was there as soon as I graduated from Martinsburg and, again, made so many different friends there and was a part of the dance department there and also double majored in criminology there. So that was a lot of fun. Um, just being around this area and having a lot of really close-knit friendships mm-hmm. and just connections that you can build. That's another reason why I joined the Miss West Virginia organization is because of the connections that you get to build with people around Martinsburg, Jefferson County, and all the other neighboring counties as well, just because this is such a large organization and you get to meet so many people from all around and just having that support, I feel really helped me, especially during my move to New York, having all the support from the people in the organization that I've built connections with since I started, because I started in 2016. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to think that I've been in the organization for that long, but it just reels me in. I just love everything about it and what it stands for and the people that I get to meet and the close-knit relationships that I've built with so many of the girls there and just have wanted to keep them with me throughout my journey.
1: Well, you pretty much already answered the question I was going to ask was, uh, you know, what got you into the Miss West Virginia organization, into pageants and things like that. But when you were little, I mean, did you... Did your mom, did you, you know, grandmother, whoever, did somebody put you into these when you were a kid to get you going? Is that where the seed was kind of planted when you were little? Yes. Because, of course, when you get older, <laughs> then the connections and the money and thing, that also right. helps. But when you're little, is that what kind of got you going?
3: Yes. My mom put me in a lot of baby pageants right here in the mall. Oh, I did yeah. those pageants like, all oh, the Like Miss Appleseed. Yes. <laughs> I did all of the baby pageants right in the mall. So that was a lot of fun. And when, since I danced, um, I wanted to think about it as like a dancing opportunity. When I first was approached with the idea of doing it, I didn't necessarily want to do it at the time because I didn't know that much about it. But you know, everyone kept saying Mm -hmm. it would be a really good opportunity to just showcase who you are. You have a talent. It's something that like I would be able to perform within a different set of audience compared to just an audience that's just full of dancers and people that understand dance. So I, Kind of took it like that and just wanted to go for it. And of course, you want to have something that you're passionate about and talk about. We call it a community service initiative. And it's just when you get to advocate for something that's really important to you and that you want to spread awareness for. So at the time, it was our platform. So when I started in 2016, I remember talking about health and just how important that was because that is something that's important to me. And as a dancer, I felt that I would be able to express that and talk about that. So I kind of got in that way, and it's just been amazing ever since. So what is
2: your social impact statement now?
3: Yes, it's Dance Movement Towards Better Health. It talks all about how physical fitness is so important within our state and that we need to bring more awareness for it, especially in West Virginia. Our obesity rates are number one with adults and number two in children, and we want to do anything that we can to bring those numbers down. And I want to be able to advocate for that because I'm a dancer and because I use dance as my source of physical fitness and spreading awareness for that. I feel that it's coming from a very genuine place. Since this is something that I'm living every single day, I know that I can spread awareness for that and really yep. relate that to everyone in West Virginia.
1: Yeah. Hey, I took a uh, dance appreciation class in college. I know what she's talking about, Marsha. I want to see pictures. Yeah, I did a little ballet. It's <laughs> tough. A little uh, All kinds of different things. And Zumba. You know, you oh, probably
2: Zumba do some Zumba smart. out there. Oh, that looks man. tough. Wow. I love
3: Zumba. So uh, how can folks find out more about you? Yes, um, you can follow my Facebook at Sabrina Harrison or on my Instagram at Sabrina Joselle. And then also on Facebook, I have my title holder page, Dance Movement Towards Better Health, and I'm updating every single day with all the activities that I'm doing. And, yeah.
1: Perfect. Well, Sabrina, thank you for stopping in this morning. It's always nice to you know hear y'all's story, especially leading up to the Miss West Virginia pageant, which, of course, uh, we'll be there to broadcast. We're well, not broadcast. We'll be there to report on it. And then maybe if you are named Miss West Virginia, we'll be able to chat right afterwards. So good okay. luck and thanks for stopping in.
3: Thank you so much for having me. Hope we'll be able to talk soon.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And stick around for more Panhandle Live after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network.
0: Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marcia Kavalik.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marcia Kavalik. You're tuned into Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tyron and Auto. And Marcia, our next guest is joining us on the line.
2: I just realized I made him follow Miss Jefferson County. <laughs> <laughs> we hitting
1: all aspects of the Panhandle <laughs> right? today.
2: Uh, joining us via phone, Morgan County Sheriff Casey Boer. Welcome in.
4: Good morning. How's everybody doing? Good. Thanks for calling in. Oh, no worries. follow following Miss Jefferson County. I, I don't know where my tiara is today. but.
1: <laughs> well, we, we can make sure to have one for you here next time you yeah, come in you studio. Yeah, you have to come
4: in studio, yeah. though. Yeah, we'll have one for you. <laughs> it so, has to be one for someone without hair. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think we'll be able to get we'll get you figured out. I think get a whole like, one. wig and everything. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. you,
2: you sent a uh, press release out the other uh, day. There was a standoff Tuesday yeah, night. Yesterday. Um yeah it's, the week is yeah it's mm-hmm. been that kind of week I'm sorry. So uh Tuesday night there was a standoff briefly. Um you were involved in that. You called in some some help from Berkeley County and uh wow talk about that.
4: Well it ended as we hoped it would be with no um uh, no one hurt us or anyone else but uh we had been to a residence a couple times that day for domestic violence issues and the magistrate court had issued a court order to remove the individual from the home and the firearms. And uh, when the officers went to do that, the individual didn't cooperate. And we started getting messages and calls from neighbors that he'd been outside firing a weapon and things. So uh, it was a serious situation that ended quite well. Um, happy for that and. Uh, as always, we have such great partnerships in law enforcement and Eastern Panhandle. So, you know, it's not just calling one department to another. I called my buddy Nate Harmon and and uh, some of the guys that uh, I know and I used to work with in Berkeley County and said, you know, we need the services of a special response team. And, and they were there. And um, ironically, just as we were ready to deploy them, the subject decided to to uh, respond and surrender and, you know, and end it peaceably, which is our goal.
2: Some tense moments, I'm sure, and and to know that your deputies and whoever was in the house were uh, in a lot of potential danger, that had to really uh, heighten your concern.
4: It does. I mean, you know, I I worry about my guys every day because the unknown is what seems to kill law enforcement a lot of times, and, you know, you want to be as safe as you possibly can, and and equip your guys and train your guys to as, as, as the best ability that you can, and you do so. But even then, you you worry about them. And, uh, you know, they're my guys, and I want to make sure that they're not in harm's way any more than they have to be.
2: So our guest this morning is uh, Morgan County Sheriff Casey Bohr. We've already been having traffic issues in the panhandle this mm. week. Uh, I-81 was boogered up on two ends yesterday. Yep. Memorial Day weekend is starting, and today is a huge travel day for Memorial Day weekend. Uh, so talk about uh, what you guys are doing and what you want the public to know.
4: Well, I put out a post this morning, you know, safety tips the Chief Deputy Walter had, had did for us the other day. And, uh, you know, we're going to have enhanced patrols, but um, in law enforcement, you seem to always be where the problems aren't. You know, they call you when they do exist. Uh, we're fortunate, and recently I obtained a grant to get a traffic trailer that we can deploy in trouble spots in the county, and it gives us traffic research data, but it also tells the motorists to, to slow down because the device has a built-in radar system and reads their speed, and sometimes people just don't pay attention, and when it flashes up that they're speeding with the red and blue lights, you know, maybe they'll be a little safer, But the uh, a projects there's 42.3 million American travels. Uh, Americans will travel 50 miles or more this holiday weekend, and they believe that's going to be a 7% increase over 2022. So that's a lot of people. You know, I always call 522 a two-lane interstate because that's basically what it is. The volume of traffic is very heavy. People get very frustrated sometimes because it's sandwiched between two four-lane highways, so what you notice a lot of times is people who are used to driving on four lanes get on two lanes, and they continue their driving habits, so they're always trying to pass, and no passing zones, and excessive speed, so, you know, we're out there to try to curtail that some, but, you know, the four, the the rules of the road are, it's pretty basic, you know, you want people to make sure they follow speed limits, they wear their safety belts, be hyper-aware of their surroundings, don't tailgate, obviously never drink and drive. Uh, make sure you know you have good visibility with your mirrors and your windows. Windows. People tend to travel and they pack their cars so much they can't even see out their rear window. Yeah, I gotta have, stuff, <laughs> gotta have all that stuff though. Gotta have all that stuff for the trip.
2: Yeah, well, they
1: don't they look get, at Parker's get, car this morning in the parking <laughs> lot. He's moving today.
4: They make these things called a turtle. Put it on top of your car. So don't <laughs> obstruct your vision. <laughs> yeah, it's also important to make sure your car is prepared for trips. You know, tire pressure. People people don't pay attention to tire pressure. If it's low or if it's high, it affects the safety, the braking, and maneuverability of that vehicle. So that's really important. As the temperatures start to go up, you know, air expands if we go back to our high school physics classes or whatever, so it changes our tire pressure. So it's very important to have your tire pressure checked several times to make sure that your tires and your brakes and things perform to to the, the peak ability. And always, you know, it just, pays to plan ahead take your time plan ahead you know what's a few extra minutes you're going to get there but you want to get there safe and alive so common sense people common sense
1: how's the uh how's the bypass coming along sheriff
4: oh wow you know it's coming along i can actually see it from my office window so it's rather enjoyable every day but uh really taking shape if you've been over here lately and you go on fairfax street or winchester grade they're building the overpasses now so you can really see the route that it's taking um and the first part of it i think is supposed to be done by next fall so it's it's exciting it's going to alleviate some of the problems uh, of driving through berkeley springs thank god because traffic sometimes backs up and it takes 30 minutes to get six miles from one of town to the other maybe but at the same time, we probably know, and, and the experts tell us, it's going to increase traffic There's more people who are going to want to come this way because they can get around town and not have to be slowed down. So, double-edged sword in that regard. But it has to happen, and it's like a four-lane 522 is going to have to happen. Mm. It was planned for 30 years ago, and it got scrapped, and you know we're way, way overdue for it. So,
2: as that construction continues, uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys are getting calls about explosions. There was one One our crew was out at the radio station <laughs> last yes, yesterday afternoon, and a report came over the scanner page that there was an explosion. It was revealed it was probably part of that whole, you know, getting ready for the bypass, right?
4: Yeah, I'm sure. You know, again, common sense people, you know, you've got a, a bypass being built, and you know, they're going to have to be doing construction and dynamiting and things, so you know if you hear dynamite or explosion in the area of the bypass you probably know it's due to the bypass so uh before and we have, I'm we sorry have, go ahead you know no no and we also have the quarries up here with the um the sand mine um on the mm. town you know those people they blow because they um uh, you know they excavate sand or can see sand for many different projects and things so they use it, it, it's routine you know you know it happens here
2: so wanted to ask you, you know, schools letting out, you guys are making big plans for the uh, annual Morgan County Sheriff Kacapin State Park Youth Camp. How's that
4: going? It's going well. Uh, donations haven't came in quite as quickly. We've had some great ones, so we're hoping for some more things that we need for the kids, but uh, that's coming in. We've already filled up the camp as we usually do, so uh we get excited about that every year. We enjoy the interaction with the kids and, and the fun and the opportunity to interact with them and provide them a great day of recreation and, and teach them some things. and uh, It's it's exciting. This will be our seventh, I'm sorry, sixth minus COVID year. So that was a project that I wanted to implement when I came here, and we did. And it's I'm very proud of it.
2: Six sixty campers. Is that right? Yeah, 60. Um, And before we let you go, I wanted to ask you, uh, you guys put an announcement out about the retirement coming up of Corporal Barney. Talk about that.
4: Oh, it's bittersweet. Uh, Kevin is an institution in the uh, prevention resource officers. He's one of the leads, probably the most tenured in the state of West Virginia. Kevin's decided to retire, and uh, we're in the process of uh, filling that position, which has been very difficult. Um, it takes a unique officer to work in the school system and um, we're fortunate enough to have a retired Virginia officer who was a uh, prevention resource officer has applied and so we're going through that process now but you know when you've been doing it for 16 years and you have the relationships and the things that Kevin does it's going to be irreplaceable. Uh, Case in point last evening we had a uh, a young man that had some mental deficiencies that was acting out and uh, was actually ended up on a roof and a tree and things and that sort of thing for safety. And, you know, the only person that he trusted or could talk him down was Kevin Barney. So, you know, you lose that resource, it's 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 tough. And, um, you know, we're happy that he's going to retire and on to the next chapter, but at the same time, it creates a void that's difficult to fill.
1: And we're speaking with Morgan County Sheriff Casey Bohr. Before we let you go, and we got to get to our uh, bottom of our break, anything else you want to talk about that's happening out Morgan
4: County way? Well, just one other thing I want to mention. It's like um, bittersweet. Uh, George Fortwood retiring is so bittersweet for me. You know, George and I go back 40 plus years in law enforcement in Berkeley County. And so. Proud of him as my friend and my colleague, and you know, he's retiring, and I'm happy for that. But you know, it's going to be avoiding law enforcement for George to leave. So, uh, I know the next chief will do a great job, but you know, when you lose these people, sometimes there's quite a void.
1: Well said, Sheriff. And again, we're speaking with Morgan County Sheriff Casey Boer, and it's always good to talk to you. And thanks for taking a little time to to chat with us this morning.
4: You guys have a good Memorial Day weekend. Um, probably need to caution you as to what you're going to be eating this weekend, Jordan. Just temper yourself a little bit.
2: What do you try to say, Sheriff? I think he knows you well enough by now. <laughs>
1: you know I'm going to go get some crabs today is what he knows I'm going down
2: for. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: Hey, crabs. it's already crab, crab picking season, man. It's already here.
2: You Marylanders. <laughs> well, Sheriff, thanks again.
1: Appreciate talking to you, Sheriff.
4: Take care. Have a good week. You and too. Take care, folks.
1: Again, yeah, that's Morgan County Sheriff Casey Bohr joining He's got us. got your number, man. I know, I know, my goodness. I feel like you would say, I feel seen.
2: Uh-huh. I feel
0: seen.
1: But we do got to get to our bottom of the hour break, and we'll step aside and we'll come back with more Panhandle Live after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network.
0: Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marcia Kavalik.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, broadcasting live from the Happy Kirchhoff Building. I'm Jordan Eisewner. Alongside me is Marsh if you Missed any of the show so far? You can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. And Marsh, we talked about this a couple of months ago. It's a, a unique story out of Cascade, Maryland, and yes, uh, it might not be here in the Panhandle, but the story definitely echoes things that are happening here in the Panhandle.
2: That's right. Um, you know, there's there's growth everywhere. Some of it is, you know, well-received. Some of it uh, is a little concerning. And in the case of these ladies from Cascade, um, I don't think they're against the idea of of stores or Dollar Generals, but there's one half mile down the road, and they're worried about this Dollar General being in their community and how it will affect their uh, viewshed and, of course, uh, small mom and pop. So joining us to talk about a recent court hearing Uh, And kind of distill all that down. Uh, I believe we've got on the line Allison Cole Severance with Highfield Pottery and Julie Sanders with Sanders Market to talk about that uh, all that was happening out of Cascade in Washington Washington County. So welcome in, ladies.
5: Yes, thank you so much. It's good to be here. Thanks for inviting me and Julie. So.
1: Good morning. So explain to us a little bit about the situation at hand. Then we'll talk about the court hearing and things like that. But why, why is this such a big issue for you guys there in Cascade?
5: This is a big issue for us because we're trying to protect and preserve what we, have, what we consider a rural, unique, historic uh, village and we're trying to just basically follow the written comprehensive zoning codes and the established written mission statement of Washington County.
2: And so, um do you believe that the the corporation that is uh aiming to put this dollar general in is not following those um those codes?
6: Yes, we do. Um it's it's very specific in the zoning codes. Um and that's what the judge alluded to at the court hearing on last friday so um yeah it's not it doesn't fit into our unique lifestyle and historic lifestyle up here and
5: that is exactly what the judge
4: ruled
1: well i was just up in cascade fairly recently a friend of mine got married there at that little lakeside cabin in fort ritchie there on the lake at fort ritchie and it was the first time i'm from Hagerstown first time I'd ever really been in Cascade, and I agree with you. I mean, it's beautiful up there. It's a nice little mountain rural community. And, uh, I mean, you already have, and I'm going to kind of play other side of the fence here, you have, you know, a Dollar General there already. Why not have another one for those folks that, you know, maybe can't get to one or the other? It's nice to have more options, isn't there?
6: I would agree with that. But uh, I will also tell you, you know, when, when my dad first started Sanders Market, there were probably eight, mom-and-pop grocery stores, but because of technology and the, we now have vehicles all over the place, I don't think that's as much of an issue.
5: Also, I'd like to say that there are three Dollar Generals within a five-mile radius and at president, present, none of them stay open uh, for their regular hours due to lack of staff and safety violations. You never know when the local Dollar Generals are going to be open.
1: Now, I'll ask you, Julie, of course, with Sanders Market, how has this affected Sanders Market, having, you know, not one, but two, multiple Dollar Generals around, potentially another one coming in? I mean, how does that affect your prices? How does that affect your clientele? I mean, has it affected that at all?
6: Um, it has affected us. Um, you know, but we're very fortunate that we've been established in this community for 67 years, um, so our reputation precedes us, um, you know, but it did hurt us some, but we're
2: holding our own. So, ladies, tell us what the, the court hearing on Friday, what distilled down, what were the findings and what are the next steps? You know, where is is it halted? Is construction halted? Are there other? I know
5: the, the judge ruled, you know, he, he he referred to our legal comprehensive zoning code. Our zoning codes for this rural village specify that for a special exception to be granted, the proposed business, which in this case would be Outdoor Contractors DG, is the functional equivalent to one singular permitted use in a village zoned rural. That could be a bakery, but then that you go further into guidelines, the bakery would have to bake their own goods. It could be a hardware store, a retail, and the judge did rule that our our guidelines say the business or a permitted use must be one singular permitted use, not a compilation of multiple uses like outdoor contract contractors proposed.
2: So, so do the, does that mean they'll come back and just rewrite their... their? Uh... The
5: judge gave outdoor contractors and the attorney one more chance to revisit our Board of Zoning appeal members to present a their uh, a brand new application
1: so do you feel like this is a win I mean are you counting this somewhat as a, a moral victory or a win for you know the potential to not have this extra dollar general
6: yeah we most definitely think of it as a win um, it, it at least delays it but it doesn't say that the fight isn't over
2: so um, if folks are listening and they they want to learn more or uh, even show up at some of these meetings etc uh, how can they find out more information
5: I would encourage all of the listeners who are interested to, if if you use Facebook, we have a specific page. It's called Stop Dollar General in Cascade, Maryland, and that is uh, kept up to date.
1: Awesome. Well, ladies, we appreciate you uh, using us as kind of a conduit to get your your message out because uh, that is, I mean, this is definitely something that, you know, folks here in the panhandle, I'm sure, can uh, associate with, especially out Morgan County way and a little bit further out where you get away from the big supermarkets and things. And it seems like Dollar Generals are popping up all over the place. But appreciate y'all taking a little time to chat with us this morning.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Take
1: care. Absolutely. Thank y'all. Bye-bye.
5: Bye bye. Bye.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a it's an interesting story coming out of Cascade, Maryland there. The fight against Dollar General. And I mean, we've talked about this before in different times when we've talked about this story in particular. And I mean, when I was living out uh, Cumberland Way, right? There were a few Dollar Generals on my way to different places that mm-hmm. literally were in the perfect spot. Mm-hmm. Like when I needed them, boom. Right. I had Dollar General there and it was never for anything big, right? I mean, you're not going to Dollar General to do your grocery shopping for right. the week. But when you need it, they always seem to be there, which is nice. But then on the other side of things, you know, you got your Wars farm market, you got your, your Taylor's right. farm market, all the different places around here that that inherently takes away some of their business, their clientele and things like that. Now I would say maybe oars is a little bit of an exception because they have all the other aspects and things that's happening. At Agritourism. The right. Yeah. So they, you know, can get their, you know, get whatever they need that way as well. But I mean, yeah, it, it's an interesting, um, argument they put up
2: so we had um back almost uh, probably 30 years ago maybe 25 um so of course 30 years ago plus the mall came in and it was an unusual mall in martinsburg in that attached to it at the time was a walmart Mm -hmm. um and at the time foxcroft avenue wasn't nearly as built up but um uh in the area where uh buffalo wild wings is yeah You know where I'm talking Mm -hmm, about? mm -hmm. Um, There was a mom and pop kind of grocery store chain, uh, Barnhart's, Mm -hmm. which is local. You know, folks will remember in Berkeley County, we had a few of those. And um, it wasn't long until Walmart decided to become a super Walmart and they offered groceries. And Martin's came in and then suddenly... Barnhart's, and I'm sure there's more to the story mm-hmm. than that, suddenly Barnhart's wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And, and I loved shopping at Barnhart's. It was, the, they would, um, they'd chat with my girls, I'd, I'd bring them into the location in Inwood, and this has not been 25 years ago, it's been more recently, and they'd always love on my girls and give them things, and it was so small town. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's not there anymore.
1: I mean, are there any local grocery
2: stores anymore? It's I mean, hard. Is that a thing? It's hard unless it's just and do you a neighborhood. Count, like the
1: Penny Marts and things like that. I mean, do you count those?
2: I mean, there. I think there's a Super Saver in Inwood yeah. right now. Of course, we have D and D, which is an awesome butcher shop, and they yeah. offer some things. But it's not like a full service grocery. But there are a lot of things to get there. But um, having that tiny little grocery store that you just pop into and you know people, that's going away. That's going the way of the dinosaur. Yeah. So I can see why those ladies in Cascade want to hang on to that small-town feel and uh, preserve their local businesses as long as they can.
1: Right, and sure, it's pretty up there. Mm -hmm. Sure, it's pretty up there. And again,
2: I'm not against Dollar General. I'll probably go there today because our local Dollar General has a particular kind of cat food that my old cats really like. (laughs) So I'll probably stop by there. So I'm not against that, but uh, there always has to be balance.
1: Yeah, it's hard to tell because then you think, I mean, like communities like Cascade, I mean, you're pretty far hike from, I mean, I guess your closest Walmart supermarket would be Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, probably wow, the closest seriously? one. And that's 25 minutes, half hour. Mm. And then if you want to go to the one in Hagerstown off 81, I mean, that's 45 minutes almost. So you, can, that, you so.
2: can pop into Sanders. There you get go. Get some groceries.
1: There you go. Get some produce. But yeah, for a little town like that, do you need $15 generals? Probably not. Probably not. But who knows? Who knows? We'll see. We'll keep up with that story um, as information becomes available. Interesting. I wonder what the uh, wonder what the judge thought when that, when that came, uh, in. came across the came across the desk, his or her desk. <sighs> Stop Dollar General. Hmm. Wonder what that's about. Mm. Yeah, well they're using their voice as, as they should. Yep. As they should. And uh, you can use your voice to uh, talk with us anytime you want. 304 is the text line. You can always message us at WPM WCST, the Panhandle uh, News Network Facebook page. And you can always listen back to a previous episode of Panhandle Live over on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. But we'll step aside here for a few minutes. We'll come back and start to wrap things up on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network.
0: Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live. With hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. Jordan, nice winner. Alongside me is Marsh Kvallik. If You missed any of the show so far? You can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. Marsha, it was a big day for a lot of the youngsters around the area yesterday. It was step up day for so many kids mm-hmm. going from you know different grades up graduation. Saw Spring Mills had theirs, Martinsburg I think has had theirs already. So it's a big time of the year.
2: It sure is, and uh, wow, it didn't it come fast. Do you think it just came out as all fast?
1: It always does. It always does. It's like you have that that lull there around the holidays where you're mm-hmm. getting the time off, right. and you're kind of you know it's dark out, you're dreading. And then uh, you get into spring, and then you're just waiting for that you know Easter holiday to right. come. The next thing you know, boom, end of the year.
2: And there weren't like a lot of snow days Mm-mm. this year either. So, which is uh, I guess that's I, why I remember that one
1: up. snow day where it literally did not snow. Well, I remember that one. <laughs> they had them to burn at that point. They had That's them true. to
2: burn. So, um, so yeah, shout out to the, uh, the teachers and the administration. It's probably putting up with mm. a lot of energy today. Um, but uh, you know, when I was teaching, it, it was one of the best times of year because some of the kids would, you know, steadfastly stay, you know, even the last day, right? They mm-hmm. didn't take the day off. And those were the kids you could press at a service, taking the books to the book uh, storeroom or uh, helping you with the shelves and all that. And they, you know, didn't have anything to do. They mm-hmm. just wanted to help out. That's true. So,
1: That's true. Yep. I was always always looked forward to the end of the year because my uh, birthday was always oh, right yeah. at the end of the school year. So I'd bring in, mom would make like cupcakes or something. I'd bring in cupcakes for the class. Or, That's so cool. Yeah, would have a ball game and uh Everybody have, like, hot dogs and stuff afterwards. You know, probably have to bring like in I, gra- ca- I graduated high school on my birthday.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, was it awesome, or, like, did
1: you? <laughs> I guess it was cool, yeah. You probably have like... to bring
2: in carrots now.
1: Carrots? I should probably bring in carrots, carrots
2: now. Carrots, cucumbers. I
1: need, to, I need to start on the workout and diet plan that uh, b- Jefferson County's on. you got a bike race is coming she up. She is fit. I know. Ugh. I know. Or maybe look
2: up some of She probably has some workouts or something. I need she, it. She can suggest. I
1: need it. So I was on a bike ride yesterday, and, uh. Was trying to do as many hills as possible, and I go. was like halfway through. I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I'm gonna make it home." <laughs> regretting your life. I got decisions. 20 minutes until the sunset. So like I need to get home.
2: I think I randomly at the beginning of the week said, "You know, I've got a truck. If you get in trouble, I can bring your bike." Careful, you? Know. What you be careful. What so you ask I was. For. I didn't get a call, so I was like, "Okay, I guess he's all right."
1: I got a couple people on standby. <laughs> Luckily, a couple of my buddies have moved into the area, so they. I, well, I don't know if they know this, but they are on call. Okay. <laughs> well, your bike is time. light
2: enough. I could probably get it in the back oh, of the yeah. truck. Oh yeah. Pretty you could break
1: it down and fit it somewhere, but yeah, it's a it's a special time of the year. Oh, special definitely. Time year? So, for congratulations sure. to all those out there, and it is nice driving around town too, and around the area. And you drive by houses and you see the signs up for mm-hmm. their grad, and you see their senior picture there, their sports picture. I always like that too. That's fun. right. That mm-hmm. is always fun, and, I, and it is nice too. To see that a lot of schools are moving to outdoor graduations, yes. So mine was inside. All the ones I ever went to were inside. And they were always so hot you're in that stuffy gym. More
2: people can sh- can come mm-hmm. by and and watch it if if you're outside yeah. too. So yeah. that's really. Did you nice. have your
1: graduation outside?
2: I did. Did you? Yeah, at the Garden Stadium.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Um, Very
2: cool. It was before the high school was actually down there in in Summers County. We, um, but it was really neat. It was honestly. First time I'd been to the football field. <laughs> In four years. Like what's this place? Like what's this new place I, they built? Just know for where to graduation? Stand. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. <laughs> no surprise there. No surprise. You weren't you weren't sports marshal yet. No. You weren't sports marshal yet. I'm evolving. Yeah. Wait until state tournament really gets going, we'll have some more <laughs> All right. sports sports updates for
2: i wanted to wear my concord shirt today i don't know why but i didn't because i knew we'd be having miss jefferson county on <laughs> yeah. and i knew we'd be taking a picture and it d- the context would just be off you
1: probably got a, an old sweater too that's i'm sure back in style now
2: oh from concord oh yeah like they you got what's got
1: like concord says like concord college, college. seal yes. on it and everything yes but that are in style again
2: yeah, well You'd probably
1: make some money off that if you wanted A,
2: to. A it probably doesn't fit. B it probably has holes in it. So because hey, I wore I all, wore my all sweatshirt. On brand okay. nowadays. All right. Um so I wanted to let <laughs> folks know if if you're not aware, municipal elections are happening in Charlestown today. Uh at the courthouse. Polls close at 730. There are four county uh city, excuse me, there are four city council seats uh on the on the ballot. So also we referenced this earlier. Uh, I-81 was boogered up for a long time yesterday, and then all the ancillary roads also got boogered up. You knew it was pretty serious when the school system said, hey, you should know your bus might be delayed in South Berkeley because of all of the, the traffic issues. There was a tractor-trailer accident. Some of the stuff had to be offloaded. And then in the middle of all that, in South Berkeley County, which also boogered up traffic south into Virginia, north... um end of berkeley county at the maryland line got a, got an incident as well so it was a bad day on the interstate
1: Oof! well it seems like that's more often than not around here anymore i
2: tell my girls all the time even if they're going 10 minutes away put your gps on put you know whatever <clears throat> um navigation on so that you can see if yep. there's a traffic backup
1: absolutely absolutely Well, if you missed the show today, like I said, you can listen listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. Got some sad news yesterday, Marcia. Sad music news. Tina Turner passed away. The queen of rock and roll, as some would say. Uh, She passed away yesterday. Wasn't wasn't expecting that one to come up. And then it was funny, though, this morning I saw a video of Oprah. Remember when Oprah had the Tina Turner haircut back Mm -hmm. in the day? Well, that was a wig. Okay. To me, And apparently she just loved it so much. She never took it off and didn't say anything. It started just on one show. Then she said, you know, she would wear it after the show. And she's like, that. Nah, I'd start wearing it to bed. And then uh, apparently she said one day Stedman <laughs> comes up to her and says, uh, says, Hey, nobody's going to tell you. So I'll tell you. And <gasps> she goes, what? He goes, you need to take the Tina Turner wig off. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a, a pretty funny story. You know what? Um, if I could rock
2: a Tina Turner wig. I would totally do it. Heck yeah.
1: Heck yeah. Well, if you missed day of the show today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. Hoppy is next. For Marsha, I'm Jordan. This has been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. We will talk to you tomorrow.
4: Easy.
0: We always do it. Nice. Too rough. But we're going to take the beginning of this song.